0: Welcome to another episode of On Screen Beyond. This is episode number seventeen. Wow, we're really moving along, and uh, of course we've been having a lot of episodes coming out real fast. And um, uh, obviously, I won't be able to keep that pace up because uh, getting the interviews is, is sometimes a little more difficult to uh, try to keep this many going, you know, this fast. But we do have uh, a special one coming up today. Forty-five years ago, on June twentieth, nineteen sixty-three, the last episode of Leave It to Beaver aired. And the episode was called The Family Scrapbook, and it was the first traditional TV series finale by ending with a clip show, like they do now on all the shows when they do have an an ending. They sort of look back at what went on, and they have a clip show and show old scenes and things like that, look back at what went on in the past. Well, the beginnings of that were with Leave It to Beaver when they ended in 1963. And no other series had ever done that uh, that way in the past. All the others had just ended with a, you know an episode that could have been used anywhere at any time during the season. So um, it was kind of something new they were trying, and uh, it's lasted all these years. Later on, on the interview section, we sit down and talk with one of the people who were a big part of that show, Leave It to Beaver. We sit down with actor Tony Dow, who played Wally Cleaver, on the show. All right. So uh, that's a kind of a neat thing to go back and look and sit and talk with uh, Tony about uh, with the show and other things he's done since then. He's actually been a director and he's done things uh, on Coach. He was the director of Coach on several episodes and uh, a lot of other things. So you might want to check it out. It's on the, the interview segment of this episode right here on On Screen and Beyond. Also, we want you to check out our website, onscreenandbeyond.com. Like I said in the last episode, we got a lot of changes coming. There'll be more changes coming um, to the website as things uh, occur and we get things in and constantly changing things and adding things. So I uh, hope you'll keep checking that out and listening to the the podcast, of course. And, um, also kind of look over the website and you might want to look at the movie reviews and DVD reviews that we have. Check out the spotlight movie where each month we will be featuring a new movie coming out that month and we'll have trailers and we'll have, uh, production stills of the movie. And, um, I might even be able to squeeze in some interviews and things like that, that, uh, we can uh, get our hands on and all sorts of stuff that we can come up with, but we'll only do one movie a month. We'll pick one and, um we will post you know that information this month it's get smart so um you might want to check that out so to get a preview of what's going on with the movie that's about it for now uh we're going to be getting into that interview in just a little bit but next we check out remake madness right here on on screen and beyond up and try again. remake madness well it looks like there are a few things we can let you in on The 60s cartoon Astro Boy will hit theaters in 2009. It's a CGI animated movie that will feature the voice talents of, now get this, Nicolas Cage, Donald Sutherland, and Nathan Lane. So that sounds like a good one. And a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's lesser-known 1927 film, The Lodger, is looking for a 2009 release date. And they're also looking to remake the 1970s TV show Kung Fu and put it on the big screen with a 2009 release. So those are a few things coming at you for remakes from Remake Madness right here. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies and rumors right here. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. Well, upcoming movies and rumors. It looks like Disney's animated Bolt hits theaters on November 26th this year. It's about a dog that is a TV star, and off camera, he still thinks he has superpowers. All right, and it includes the voice talents of Miley Ray Cyrus and John Travolta. And let's see, who else? Uh, Kevin Spacey is working on a project called Telstar. It's about Joe Meek, and he was the 60s songwriter producer of the song Telstar, along with some other hits. And let's see, Beyoncé Knowles plays Etta James in the upcoming film called Cadillac Records, and it follows the rise and fall of the once powerful and influential R&B record label Chess Records. And Beyoncé is also filming Obsessed for a February 27, 2009 release. It's about a successful man with a beautiful wife who is stalked by a temp employee. And, you know, Morgan Freeman is probably one of the busiest actors in Hollywood. He seems to be in every film and he's got a ton of movies coming out in the future. And uh, one of them, uh, of course, he's going to be coming out uh, this summer in The Dark Knight. And he is also in The Code with Antonio Banderas later on this year. That's it for upcoming movies right now from On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, taking a trip down to Sequel City, right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Sequel City, well, um, I know I'm going to say this one wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. Ong Bak 2, all right? (laughs) I don't even remember what Ong Bak one was, but anyways fo- <laughs> Ong Bak 2 follows a young Thai boxer who learns the skills and meaning of the martial arts, and it's currently in post-production, and it's scheduled for a 2008 release and Scary Movie 5 is rumored to be in the works, most likely it will happen, you know, as they continue to drag out this franchise forever and they're also uh, going to film two Hobbit movies at the same time, one for a tentative release in 2010, and the sequel a year later. So you might want to watch out for those. Those are going to be a big-budget movie. Um, so uh, that's something to to look out for. And that's it for Sequel City right now. Coming up next, we've got TV on DVD on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD, there always seems to be a lot of good stuff coming out uh, from old TV shows uh, or your new TV shows that are coming out. And one of the newer ones is The Masters of Science Fiction. It's a show originally shown on ABC last year, and it's coming out on DVD on August 5th. It features Malcolm McDowell, uh, Sean Astin, John Hurt, uh, Jonathan Frakes, and many more people, a lot of stars. And it's all on two discs. It's the anthology series. And it's coming out on August 5th, like I said. And July 15th, look for Spike TV's Man Answers, the best of Season 1, to hit stores with all the answers, of course. And Popeye the Sailor, Volume 3, 1941 to 1943, will feature 32 theatrical releases, shorts, um, on two discs and will be in stores on September 30th. And, of course, these have been shown on TV numerous times over and over and over and you South Park fans season 11 is coming out and it'll make its way into the stores on August 12th in a three-disc set and it will also include commentary from the creators of the show coming up next on on screen and beyond movies on dvd Well, movies on DVD look for June 24th to be the release date of Bonneville, and it comes out on DVD with Jessica Lang and Kathy Bates, and it, uh, it was out in limited release back in February, and it's a story about a widow and her friend who head out with her late husband's ashes in his old Bonneville, and they have to deliver the ashes to his daughter. And the adventures that they have along the way. And it's rated PG. And July 1st, look for Nora Jones, Jude Law, Natalie Portman, Rachel Weiss, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey, and a whole bunch of other people, too. In My Blueberry Notes, it's about the trials and tribulations of a woman traveling across country. Sounds similar to the other one. Uh, But she's waitressing along the way. And uh, she's doing this because she had a rough breakup and, you know, she just had to get away. And that's the July 1st, and it's my blueberry notes. And let's see, the people who brought you Scary Movie and The Naked Gun now bring you Superhero Movie on DVD on July 8th with Leslie Nielsen, Drake Bell, and Sarah Paxton. And that's just about it for movies coming out on DVD. Coming up next, we have our interview with Mr. Tony Dow, who was Wally Cleaver on the TV show Classic, Leave it to Beaver, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond, as we sit in a limo, is none other than uh, Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Good. I uh, hey. appreciate you taking the time to talk to us.
1: Oh, well, thanks. Thanks.
0: Um, just had a a few things I kind of wanted to go over. For one thing, I saw the movie last night mm-hmm. um, on the edge of black and white, and uh, it was a very good film. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, I think the people really enjoyed it. Uh, of course, there was a... It was an odd audience because a group of them, I think, were over 40s and knew the old shows, and then there was a group of them there to see Paulie Shore get his award, (laughs) and so they were kind of at opposite ends of the pole, but um, I think everybody pretty much enjoyed it. Yeah, it was was very interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I have this on my questions later on, but I'm going to ask you this now. Uh, I noticed uh, during the filming that you were in a workshop now (laughs) i'm I'm looking at all kinds of things when Mm -hmm. i'm watching the film uh is that was that your workshop yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it's in my house and uh i uh i do a lot of building and uh, i've worked on my house extensively and uh, build a lot of furniture and a lot of stuff like that but i also do sculpture now so i use my workshop for that
0: but i mean i could tell that it wasn't just the ordinary you know in the garage workshop. Right. You have quite a few tools in there. <laughs> yeah, I have
1: uh, an extensive... I, I, I'm a firm believer in tools and I think uh, you have the right tool for the job, you got uh, 50% of the work done, you know. But um, that was the first... that was one of the first things I built when I bought the house was that workshop to, so that I made it... so I could, you know, work on the house in a place that wasn't going to get the house messy and, uh, you know, was efficient to work in. So. And one thing that struck me too was it had
0: a very homey appeal you know I mean uh, the look of it it looked like look you know, old, uh, a beaver leave it to beaver type you know oh, something you'd see, mm-hmm. you know my grandfather was a carpenter and, and that was what his workshop looked like right so. yeah no,
1: it definitely gets a lot of use um you know some sometimes when I'm working on projects, you know I'm in there for eight hours, ten hours a day, so wow. but
0: uh now, as far as your sculpting um what do you sculpt in? What uh, medium um, you use? I,
1: I use burrow wood that, uh, that I find up in uh, the hills by where I live, and uh, it, it's usually a really hard kind of a, you know, it's right at the root ball. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I make the originals out of, and then I have them cast um, and have, have them bronzed mm-hmm. uh, lost wax process. Yeah.
0: Do you, have you been doing this a long time?
1: No, just since uh, 2002, I believe. I started doing this. I was just doing the wood pieces, and I really enjoyed them. And then I have a friend who's a sort of an internationally known artist, and he said, "Oh man, you got to!" You know, and he introduced me to his his uh, foundry where they do the the uh, molds and castings. And uh, so that's that's sort of how I got started. You know, doing the bronzes. Are they available for purchase? People can buy them. Oh or? yeah. <laughs> is is there like a website or a place that they could? No, well, there's a website, but it, it's uh, I'm in uh, a gallery called the Karen Lynn, L Y N N E Gallery in Beverly Hills. It's on Cannon Drive, so mm-hmm. um, they have a website, beautiful yeah. website. So. Yeah. Yeah. so
0: I mean, I've sort of gone away from what you know, your your Leave It to Beaver and all that, but I mean, I was amazed by the the different
1: things and the sculpting. You know, struck me that uh, mm. you were. Uh, you know, well, I'm fine talking about the sculpting and the, uh, anything, so. Yeah, and
0: and, and, uh, and if I close my eyes, I can still hear Wally. <laughs> all right, well, you can't yeah. get away from that, you know. Yeah, you, uh, you, you know, your voice hasn't changed at all. I mean, you yeah, still. That's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> getting to leave it to beaver um, and uh, you've done a lot of other things too uh, but uh, starting there how did you get into the how were you lucky enough to
1: land the part of Wally well it was just a a, a freak kind of a thing I I was a swimmer and a diver and I held some national records and I was a junior Olympic diving champion and the pool that I worked out at The lifeguard there was an actor his name was Bill Bryant and he was up for a role in a series called Johnny Wildlife and he thought it would help him get the role of the father if if we both went in because it was a father-son series and uh, and so we both went in and um, oddly enough I got the role unfortunately he didn't and uh, and the series didn't sell Um, and then um, and then I went on a couple more interviews, and Leave It to Beaver happened to be one of them. So it was like there was no effort, no intent, no anything. It just sort of ha- happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey, so you didn't have any aspirations at first of, you know, I want to be an actor type no, thing? No,
1: no. They didn't know, know what an actor was. <laughs>
0: no, that's true. It was mm-hmm. in the beginning there. Um, but uh, as far as your uh, diving, uh, you were a national champion, mm-hmm. junior Olympics? Age group. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, under 12, or I guess 13, 14 year age group, or maybe it was under 16. I don't, I can't remember what the, how they divide the yeah. age groups now. Yeah.
0: Now, at that time, did you have more aspirations of going to the Olympics or something like that,
1: or? Well, you know, I think what happens is uh, any of these things uh, you get involved in because your parents want you to kind of be a well-rounded person and in this case I got into the the water at a really young age because my mom had a sick brother and she wanted to take care of him and wanted a place for me to be during the day <clears throat> so I ended up you know learning how to swim at a really early at the time it was early it was two and a half years old and uh and then I um you know I was fast so I just kind of kept doing it I don't think I I had gotten to the point where I had aspirations or even thought I could uh, you know work out for the olympics a lot of work i mean mm. i I never like to work out much and uh um, it's odd that I have pictures of myself on a podium with uh with t- two different people that that uh, won the olympics you know and I was in first and they were in second or third you know <laughs> it's really funny but you know the the difference between being an age group ch- champion is uh a big difference between being an Olympic champion you know you have to really devote yourself to that and maybe I would have you know who knows but at 12 you don't make those decisions do you still still dive at all or <laughs> um no not really just for fun I do for now, yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. now was it tough growing up as a child star I mean you hear
0: a lot of you know child stars having problems and, and yeah I
1: think most of the time they have problems after the, the, yeah. the show so you know, during the show it was fun you know and it was all that I knew so uh it's hard to know, um, you know, if, if if I would have liked growing up not being on the show or being on the show, So, <clears throat> but I think the, the problem people have is that, uh, you know, you're sort of treated in this unrealistic way when you're a kid and everybody's trying to please you and then you get out in the real world and you realize that people, all, all people don't behave that way. So.
0: Right. Do people still call you Wally, Do, you know, see you on the street and say, oh, Hi, Wally.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know it's uh, not, not so much anymore. You know, as you get as you get older, it's. Uh, well, you still look. You still look. Al- <laughs> really? Oh, uh, I think so. <laughs> but I think the problem is that the people that uh, the people that recognize me are also older. Well, that's and true. <laughs> not, <laughs> and they're not prone to yelling out, "Hey, Wally!" Uh, like the, like when I was a kid, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did over two hundred thirty-four episodes of. Leave it to Beaver. Right. We did 234 episodes of the original show in uh, 1957 through 1963, and then we did uh, a reunion show. Mm-hmm. We did a movie of the week that was on CBS It was a hi- highly rated show, and then we did another series where Jerry and I were the uh, parents, uh, and uh, we did that in the early 80s, and we did another 105 episodes. Yeah. Did you direct... Any of those? Yeah, I directed, the later ones, uh, not the early ones. Actually. Yeah, I directed. I wrote, I think th- three, or was involved. I, I know I wrote two, and I might have brought brought in a story on the third one. <clears throat> and I directed, I don't know, seven or eight of them. Do you think a show like that could could go now? Um. Well, I you know I really don't know. I mean, uh, pr- probably not. The the uh, I think the Wonder Years, which. You no, know, when was that on? That was on ten, twelve years ago. Or yeah. Long? You know, it was that kind of a show? Yeah. Um, and occasionally, you know, a sweet show comes along, um, that people enjoy. But it's hard, you know, because the writing has to be so much better. Mm. You were in the movie Dicky Roberts. Well, you had a camera. You know, they did. What they did was they brought a bunch of kid actors together for the, uh for the credits yeah and they had us sing this song and uh you know it was it was kind of a cute idea yeah
0: did you know a lot of the oh, other yeah, everybody you yeah. knew everybody mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that was it's kind, of, it kind of a neat idea the way they, they mm-hmm. did that yeah. do you like when you see they remake tv shows like the old tv shows the classics you know like leave it to beaver mm-hmm. or get smarts coming out as a movie pretty mm-hmm.
1: soon This, what's your opinion on those well, they did a movie of Leave It to Beaver, right? Uh, yeah, feature film, <laughs> and uh, I, I think they really missed the boat on it. I, I didn't. I, I'm not even sure I saw the whole thing, um, but um, you know that's a show that uh, would be difficult to to remake unless you did it as a period piece and as a real s- sweet movie. I don't think you can update it. Uh, Get Smart looks like it might be a funny show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it was a great TV show and it was very funny. Um, so conceptually, it lends itself to um, to a lot of uh, CGI work and stunts and things like that. <laughs> Just like Mission Impossible yeah. did. So I think those are the best kind of shows to remake yeah. if you're going to do it. But the problem is, though, that those of us that saw those shows originally, mm-hmm.
0: to me, they never match up to what we remember. Right. You know, that
1: type of thing. Well, I think nostalgia is tough to to live up to but um i don't know i mean i i think the shows uh sometimes are pretty good if you take them on their on their own don't compare them to the right to the that's people, the thing know. to do yeah you know they should call it something <laughs> else instead of get smart they should <laughs> yeah, but then they would know where to go that's that right house. yeah
0: <laughs> now you started directing in the 80s and yeah. you directed uh some things that a lot of people might not even know you directed mm-hmm. uh, like uh, i see that you did swamp thing um, yeah i directed a bunch
1: of swamp things and coach twelve, coach, yeah, twelve episodes. Twelve or of that? thirteen? I thirteen episodes. Yeah, a uh, coach, uh, and uh, I was lucky because in my career uh, I was able to do um, three camera sitcom, <coughs> uh, single camera comedy, uh, single camera episodic commercials, documentaries. So I, you know, I was able to sort of move around and do a lot of different things, which uh, I'm pleased to have been able to do. Do you ever regret having Ben Wally on Leave it to Beaver? No, I think, you know, when it, maybe uh, there might have been a period in my life where I was uh, fighting it more than I am now. But basically, um, I think it was a great show, and I'm mm-hmm. proud to have been part of it. Yeah. And um, do you ever see any of the cast members? Occasionally, yeah. I see Jerry, you know, probably half a dozen times a year. And I, Barbara and I... Have been friends uh, for a long time. We go out to dinner every couple months, and I run into Kenny occasionally. He's yeah, he's, he's in there winning poker. He's games. winning, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, um, I want it first. I want to thank you for taking the time to sure. talk to us, sure. and uh, want to thank you for all the years of enjoyment.
1: Of, okay, great. On TV. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Brian. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: And, of course, once again, I want to thank Tony Dow for taking the time to sit back and talk with us about uh, the past and the present and all the sorts of things that he's got going on. Uh, He's a very talented man, uh, his sculpting and all that sort of stuff. So um, it was kind of interesting doing the interview also. Um, we were looking for a place to, to do the interview, and we we were in a noisy area, and we just couldn't find any place to do it. Um, so we jumped in his limousine, which was sitting outside. Uh, it's not just his, but, I mean, it was a limousine for him. And um, we uh, got inside the limousine, so we were sort of sitting there in the limousine with the, the microphones and everything doing the interview. So uh, it was a l- little it cramped not in the sense that the limousine you know it was big but uh, when you're sitting in you know in seats in a limousine and everything and you're trying to do a uh, an interview like that it is kind of kind of cramped and the sound isn't very good or anything like that but anyways we we went through it and um, it uh, all worked out well hope you enjoyed it and I uh, want to remind you once again that uh, the website Check it out. There's always something coming up there. You never know when it's going to be changed. Hopefully we can get it so it's changed almost every day. Uh, there 's something new up there. Uh, check it out uh, the re- movie reviews um, you know if you want, send me a movie review that you 've done and uh, see, let us know what you think of a movie. We may, might add something else in there, so uh, we can get uh, some of the listeners uh, ideas up there or if you want to make a suggestion for a movie coming out in the next month or so, um, you know one that you would like us to do in the spotlight movie section of the uh, of the website and uh, we want to take your suggestions on that and we'll give you as much information as we can get on it and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen of course to our our little uh, podcast here and uh, we hope that you'll keep listening and we keep getting uh, new listeners from all over the world uh, people coming to the website uh, we had one from Thailand I think it was and we had uh, people from France and everything, and we love hearing from you. So, you know, if even if you just want to drop us a note and say hi, you can send it to uh, feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and, uh, you know, just say hi. Let us know where you're from. We always like to know where people are uh, listening or checking out the website, uh, and, um, you know, it's just kind of fun to find out where you're you're listening from. So, uh, till the next time when we bring you another interview and more information on remakes, sequels, Upcoming movies and rumors, TV on DVD and movies on DVD, right here and on, on Screen and Beyond. This is Brian saying take care. <laughs>